Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today uh, it's a Paz and Hundo episode uh, where I meet with my meet, uh, talk with my friend Orly or Orlando Montalvo, uh, my friend from the uh, Rio Grande Valley. Um, and we talk about what to put in your drop bags. Um, now this might sound kind of weird, um, but really, even if you're doing a long run or you're using your car as a, as an aid station, it's an idea. It's a good idea to kind of think about what you want to put in there. Um, so that way, when you get back to, you know, when you get to that and you're all tired and depleted, um, you know, you've got something to look forward to because, uh, I'm a big, you know, I'm kind of a princess and I, I sort of, like to bring a little bit of everything on my training runs. Um, I mean, my long training runs, not like a three miler, but, um, in fact, I've had friends tell me that they, <laughs> they want to run with me because they like what I have in my you know, drop bag. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And then a lot of it is, is I just don't know what kind of mood I'm going to be in and, and what I'm going to feel like eating. And so I just kind of bring everything and, uh, you know, and it doesn't really spoil as such. So, um, Current favorites are Topo Chico, Coke, and um, watermelon. The, those are my three top ones. Well, and then chips, of course, and maybe an occasional cookie, and maybe a, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> PB and J is not bad either. Uh, it is. It just kind of depends on what you're in the mood for. And like I say, sometimes when you're doing a long run, you're just kind of like, I don't know what I feel like. Um, and I'll talk about my long run yesterday uh, in the backside of this episode. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so there are a number of self-supported races out there and I know this is becoming the season for it. Yay. Um, Cactus Rose, which is put on by Tejas Trails is coming up, uh, almost a month from now. And, um, Orly is a veteran of that race. Um, having conquered it, I think for the first time last year, uh, after a few, failed attempts. And, um, <laughs> I know I crewed him at least once and well, we talk about this, but, um, yeah. And that was the year that it was like insanely cold. And it, the thing with cactus rose is that the weather, I mean, it's like Texas, you know, the weather is a big, you know, gamble. You have no idea what it's going to be. Um, you know, the, the year I tried the 50 miler, my first 50 miler, which is about mm, five years ago, something like that. Um, there's like a tropical storm that just sort of parked itself over the area. And, um, many of you already know this story, but I, you know, slipped down lucky peak and busted open my knee and thought I could continue. And then I found out that I needed to go to the hospital and get stitches. It was sternly told not to go back. So, which in retrospect was probably the greatest thing ever. But anyway, I digress. Um, and I also discovered that last week I said, I digress a lot in my, um, interview with Stephen Monty. He also says, you know, a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think that might be a Southern thing. Um, and I'm kind of like borderline Southern being from Southern Ohio, but anyway, oh my God, woo. I'm already drifting in my intro. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so there's that one and Tinajas, which is at Colorado Bend, Satan's driveway, uh, in December. <laughs> uh, and those are self-supported races to the best of my knowledge. Well, I know 
cactuses. So anyway, both Orly and I were sort of like, hell no, neither of us are doing that this year. Cause I tried it last year, uh, just the 25 miler. And it was just like, it was that weird, you know, multiple day start and all kinds of different times to start. And ended up starting at like 10 o'clock on a Friday morning by myself. <laughs> Never saw anyone and just really mentally collapsed. And by the second aid station, I showed up to Brad and Pamela Toll's uh, aid station. I'm like, okay, I'm dropping. And they're like, cool. And Brad's like, do you want to ride back? And I'm like, I probably don't deserve it, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of, I don't know, two, three years ago, I did finish the 25 miler uh, with this other guy. Uh, and again, I don't know, I, God, it's only been a week since I talked to Orly, but um, but yeah, I, I managed to meet up with this um, kind stranger who turns out to be a um, professor at universe or University of Houston. Yeah, and uh, his name is Marshall, and he um, I did not have a headlamp or anything because I didn't think it was going to take me that long, and of course it became grimly. <laughs> abundantly clear that I was going to have to, uh, you know, use a headlamp because it was going to get dark. Um, and I found out that he had a flashlight and a headlamp. And so we took, God, 11 hours to finish <laughs> 25 miles. Anyway, ooh, that was crazy. But anyway, so here we go. Sorry. Breaking news. Um, yeah, right after I recorded the episode last week, I uh, got a message from my friend Sarisa, uh, whom I paced at uh, Brazos Bend um, 100 a few years ago. And um, we met, <laughs> inadvertently, I met Gordon Ainsley, who was lying on the side of the trail early in the morning, probably three or four o'clock in the morning saying he was going to quit. And I was like all freaked out about him and had no idea who this older guy with the whoo short shorts was and described him to the uh, nurse at the uh, finish line. And she's like, short shorts. I'm like, yeah. Gray beard. Yeah. Shirtless. Yeah. Oh, that's just Gordy. <laughs> uh, and, and for the uninitiated, uh, Gordon Ainsley is the, um, the godfather of the Western States uh, race, which is like the Boston marathon of trail racing. <laughs> and so I was like, Holy crap, that was crazy. Anyway. Wow. This is a circuitous story. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I got, I got Sarisa through that hundred miler. Um, might've been her first. I mean, there's a couple of other, a uh, couple other uh, pacers than I, who managed to get her through that. But I got, I was tapped to do the middle of the night shift, which Orly has tapped me to do before. Um, mainly because I talk a lot. Imagine that. I know that's a shock, but also, um, I like to think of myself as a pretty good pacer. Um, I'm not fast as you all know. Um, but I'm very, very attentive to making sure that they are staying, you know, on course, uh, eating and drinking and doing what they're supposed to do. And we may not be moving fast, but that's okay. Uh, again, I'm not going to be the pacer for the guy who's going to win the race, but you know, for your, you know, mid pack runners, I I'm your go-to man. Um, and this is like one of the few times you'll get me to stay up all night. Cause I'm not really a night person. I never really have, but once I discovered night races or 
you know, trail racing in general and just like working aid stations, you know, it's like, that might be the only way you'll get me to stay up all night. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, so Sarisa has asked me to pace her in the night shift uh, at Cactus Rose this year. And I graciously accepted. And with the caveat that, you know, as long as we're power hiking, I'm good, you know, because I just, you know, I don't want to slow her down. But she's like, look, don't worry about that because um, you're, you know, I was hallucinating. She was like hallucinating last year. And she's just like, I just need you to make sure that I stay on course and, you know, all this, I trust you, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, cause I kind of have this, you know, um, feeling about myself, you know, self-esteem, whatever, you know, my, about my abilities. And I don't, I don't want to let someone down, um, if I'm pacing them, but you know, I'm cheerful for the most part and, um, I'll shut up when you need me to. Cause I learned that early on with Orly, uh, the first time I paced him at, uh, Rocky raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <yi>, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can still remember saying to him, because he was really getting crabby, which of course I understand. But he was like, "I'm like, well, do your teeth hurt?" He's like, "Huh?" Because <laughs> I think your hearing starts to go after a while at these things. And uh, I'm like, "Do your teeth hurt?" And he's like, "No, why?" I'm like, "Well, see, there's something that doesn't hurt." <laughs> It's my attempt at being funny, and I'm not sure if that really went over with him, but hey, I got him, th well, anyway, I got him through, but we didn't finish in time, but that was another story. Actually, I think we recount that a little bit in this interview uh, or this episode, um, but anyway, suffice it to say, yes, I am going to be pacing my friend Sarisa, who is a, a supreme beast, and I hope I can... Uh, get her through this okay without, you know, slowing her down too much or wearing her out and, uh, and praying it doesn't rain. Oh, but, um, anyway, without further ado, let's talk about what's in your drop bag. Um, me and Hundo Orlando Montavo. All right. We are recording. All right. So I'm here with Hundo. Hey, hey, hey. Coaxed him, coaxed him out of all of his busy times here. <laughs> uh. I know, but I, I so look forward to these because it's so fun. It's just a different. You never vibe. know what you're gonna get. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> oh my god! What was it the other day? I um, I came across my Facebook memories, and it was like, I don't know. We were riding in the car, and um, I think Alejandra might have been driving, and she were in the back seat, and I was on the you know passenger side, and we were singing along to "Whip It" <laughs> by Devo. <laughs> is that kathy in the background yeah she's napping hey. it was until yeah, i started talking would, i say with my big voice too it's like people oh, say i'm a yeah. people say i'm a loud talker i'm not a loud talker oh yes you are <laughs> i'm a loud talker for god's sake my students sometimes if we have to change rooms like if they can't figure out where i am all they do is listen for my voice <laughs> well apparently they can hear me down the hall in other classrooms i don't i don't believe them but I can't that's either. What, that's, that's what they say. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm here with Hundo today, and we are gonna. We've been debating what to talk about, but I think we've settled upon talking about drop bags because we are uh, about a month out from Cactus Rose, which is uh, probably the the biggie for. Of course, neither of us are doing it, but <laughs> we have done it in the past, um, and it's a uh, it's a self supported. Um, well, now they've changed it to 
25 miles, 50 miles, and 100 miles, and then also 150 if you're 150, the bonus. Yeah. Nancy did that one last year and finished. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So if you're really crazy, you can do I that. I think there was like six or so people that did the 150, I somewhere think, in there. Yeah. I finally got the 100 done last year out there. You did. I know. I was very proud of you. That was, uh, that was your something nemesis. Something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember crewing you a few years ago. Woo. <laughs> sitting there and that was when it was really flipping cold that night and i'm like sitting Ooh. in my car is like 36 degrees and i'm you know waiting for you at that yaya aid station and so i start i was kind of doing the math with with the time and i'm like okay he'll probably get here around this time and i start down the path and i hear these male voices inside a tent i hope that's my ride and i'm like oh hell <laughs> and there there it was there well no were. so check it out right so you know i'm feeling awesome of course by that that was a third loop right yeah third yeah. loop uh going into mile 53 54 55 somewhere in there and man my that sleep monster hit me real bad oh, i was right. going that's down right. i was sleepy i was not feeling it. i was feeling yeah, ill stumble on that and past yaya they hadn't mown the grass over there on that side so oh, the yeah. rocks are down in there and even in the daytime, it's hard to see, you know, you don't want to twist your ankle out there. So, oh. you know, all those negative thoughts are coming to my head, blah, 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 blah. And I said, <laughs> and you know you what? I was there with the car. <laughs> I said, if Donna's there at the eighth station at Yaya's, we'll call it. And as I'm coming up towards Wait. Yaya's, I see what turns out to have been you, mm -hmm. but a person with a headlamp kind of coming down off the road into the state station. And I'm there and Donna, Orly. And I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I know, and then Let's I got go. to, then I get you the hookup at uh, at the lodge too. I think I, I yeah, yeah. And then, uh, PJ yeah. was there. Yeah, come on in, and man, I was shivering. Oh yeah, those uncontrollable bad. shivers. Yeah, I was glad you, you stayed. Yeah, you don't realize how cold it is when you're moving until you stop moving, then you feel it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was cold. it was just bad enough sitting there for a few hours, but still, it was like, yeah. but anyway, I digress. But anyway, cactus rose. Um, you know, it's weird because last year. Well, you did it last year. Yeah, they had aid stations, which is sort of funny because this thing is supposed to be, you know, this old school trail style, you know, or old school trail race where it's self-supported. And, you know, all they do is put like some, you know, ice out there and a couple of things of water and, and you have right. well, they, they really didn't have much other than they're at Equestrian. And there was yeah, a guy. That's kind of the biggie one. Flipping yeah. burgers. Oof. Hey, um, that's that's they didn't important. Have much, yeah, they didn't have much else, so I still had my stuff there. Like I basically used my own stuff. I did eat one, one half of a burger, which was great. Wow, uh, only a half. Yeah, because uh, you know it's weird. You're running your ultras, and your stomach's kind of weird, and it's, you know you should be eat. eating more, but you just like I don't want to be throwing up, and then you know blah, 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 worse, blah. yeah, or worse, right? So. <laughs> Offing, <laughs> yeah, off trail, but uh, code red, code red. But yeah, you got to have your stuff on that race, and and uh, so how do you plan that? So it's I think there's what like four or five aid stations at that one. Yeah, you have four or five places where you can put your stuff, right? So you're leaving your own food, drink, whatever it is you feel you're gonna need or want to eat and drink yeah so you have to kind of do a little of two thoughts 
one thought is okay what's the standard stuff that most of your aid stations have like Tejas trails has their you know few snacks that they have no matter what right your pbjs your your candy well, not the usual you know, cactus rose though i mean this this no, but like Tejas trail stuff oh yeah yeah like they're okay. racist like they normally have certain things they're going soft know, on us <laughs> yeah and they have you know the tailwind so if you're used to their races, you kind of know what to expect the AC. So you would pack that in your drop bag. Right. That's your first thought. Like, I know this is a standard kind of food, so I'll eat that. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, well, when you get later into the miles, like you get tired of that, right? You get tired of eating that same old stuff. So what am I going to put in my drop bags different that I want to eat and drink so I don't, you know, get dehydrated or not have enough nutrition in my body? So you have to have those two thoughts in your head mm-hmm. so every loop are you going to eat the standard stuff or you know you don't want to eat that so what else do i have there available to eat or drink mm-hmm. you get me because if not then you're gonna you're really gonna be like oh i don't want to eat that and then you don't eat or you don't drink and then you go another four or five miles without any stuff in your body and you're toast yep yep so do you put the same stuff in your drop bag or do you uh, mix it up? So I mix mine up a little bit only because, I mean, we've run that place. I don't know how many times, like we've done the 25 mile, the 50 mile, the, we've tried the 100 mile a few times. And then in Bandera, we've done the 25K, the 50K, the 100K. So we know the place, we know the distances between stations pretty much. Uh, so based on my experience, that gives me, a greater viewpoint is okay so for this age station i'm going to put pbj you know uh those little smuckers uh, PBJ oh, sandwiches, the uncrustables i'm going to put a grape one for loop one i'm going to put like a strawberry one for loop two you got so you kind of mix it up a little bit uh-huh. you always have your salt pills or whatever you're going to have in your pack and a set there at your drop-off area mm-hmm. so like i use the um what do they call salt stick caffeinated oh yeah 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 capsules so i use those so you know i use the little um the little medicine bags the little tiny yeah the pill uh, pill bags bags. yeah Uh and you just stuff those things full of them right at every eight station so if i need two i grab two and you count like if i'm going to use two every loop that's two times four that's eight i need at the state station yeah so you kind of multiply your stuff so on your bed at home you lay out all your eight station you start like separating all your stuff and you put everything in a larger uh kind of ziploc bag like a probably like a gallon size so that little pill bag goes in there your uncrustable goes in there all separated right all packaged up separately but all in one bag so it doesn't fly around and you you start fumbling through your stuff at your aid station when you're tired and like you can't your your fingers don't work as well or it's cold or it's your brain (laughs) and if you're like dehydrating like you can't grasp things well you know because your muscles are off a little bit so you know, whatever you can grab easy, grab quick, get it into your backpack so you don't like linger around too much and then move on. Yeah. The hard but, part this past year was it was hot. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we yeah. didn't cool. we didn't have enough eyes. Like I didn't have like really awesome ice chest, like kind of cheapy ones. So everything like all the ice melted right away. So it was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> So you just have a thing full of warm water and then your stuff's floating in its bag inside the warm water. (laughs) So yeah, if if you have really good gear like Yetis or stuff like that, that would be helpful. Pricey, but yeah. Yeah, pricey. But if you have them, 
that would be the thing to I'm, a, I'm an igloo, I'm an igloo achiever so yes yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely especially since the first day was like super I don't know how hot it was the first day you remember how hot it was in the 90s oh I or don't like think 88 I 90 last year or last year yeah it was hot because well I DNF but um you, but you you were signed up for the 25er right yeah so and I just I just mentally fell apart that was do you remember hard. how hot it was by chance i want to say it was like in the low 90s or something like that yeah, it was it was like it was really humid too so it was yeah. just... and then of course we started 11 yay dummy yeah. well yeah and you and sarisa start <laughs> <laughs> i was going to start with you guys <laughs> and like, i think yeah, i think i was thing. dropping off my drop bag someplace and um yeah and so i didn't even get to start with you all and so i was pretty much by myself that whole race and it was just the most miserable experience i hated it i just yeah i fell apart by the second aid station <laughs> just that course man it just if you're not right it'll it'll just beat you down yeah it does it really does and i think just well also because we were still doing like the covid sort of protocols um, yeah yeah so, so yeah basically i ran that. by myself the whole time yeah and that's just ugh. i mean that's why like the race i did today for instance that was so great because it's like even though the 10k you know we would go do our thing but you'd be passing the 25 and 50k people and you know so it's it's like a regular race you know so, yeah, you, just, so you don't feel alone something uplifting about yeah that i mean although i had my music today too so a lot of b52s and yeah so thankfully when pj uh pj Seguira, who's probably like the world's best pacer oh um, yes paced me out there yeah he paced me out there um for pretty much that set, that third loop pretty much the whole it was dark um so he covered the night shift with me and he got me got me through that's the, the hard one yeah that's the hard part of the sleep monster he, I've done he that kept one. him at bay yeah. pretty much uh but then he had to get like he works too right he works right. Eight stations too so he left me like 6 a.m i gotta you know i gotta stay at the stage stage so i'm like two i need you for like two more hours till the sun comes up <laughs> and so man i struggled i i would have to stop and bend over and like i would sleep for like three or four seconds five seconds <laughs> i was just man so you didn't sleep on. at all then i didn't sleep at all and then uh ben and angie uh were out there and angie kind of brought me in a little bit kind of later in the day mm -hmm. she, she, went with me a couple miles and they had some pizza but it was like veg vegetarian pizza i'm like yeah ben i don't do vegetarian ben? pizza. and i just like i told you <laughs> surprised you didn't have coffee so out there. i was laughing so that helped me right because i'm laughing i'm feeling better because like yeah. yeah i'm not gonna eat that green pepper pizza big no <laughs> yeah that, that might be a little too much roughage for <laughs> So that got me going. I was able to survive it. And then at towards the last, what, five from the last five miles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that age station to the end. Oh, yeah. Um, Hoyle and Jessica were there. And so Jessica took me in the last five. That was awesome. That's good. Takes a village. Takes a village. Uh, yeah. And it was great. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. But yeah. I the drop bags, you got to, you have to really kind of, I want to say overthink it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you'd rather have too much than not enough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I, uh, I mean, one thing I remember, I remember Sammy um, coaching. I don't know if you were in that because it was like me and Chris and um, Crystal. Um, and we, we kind of did like this little seminar, uh, you know, 
I guess while the Valley Running Company was closed or something, but you know, it's like a Sunday afternoon or I don't know what it was, but anyway, she kind of took us through the whole steps of, of doing, you know, the uh, drop bags. And so, huh. yeah, so it's like you get these big five gallon bags, um, like hefty uh, Ziploc things, um, right. get them at like Home Depot or you know, mm -hmm. someplace like that. I love those things. They're great. They sell them at Walmart now. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. 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 I still have some from last year, but the other, the big takeaway I got from her was to put the same thing in each bag and then label it or, you know, take a shirt and yeah. write on it. And of course, put your bib number and name on it. Um, uh, and then what was the other thing that I, that she, oh, and also you put, yeah, you say what's in there. So that way you're like, okay, you know, even if it's the same stuff, you're still kind of knowing what's in there and uh, socks. I think we're kind of an important thing. I mean, I've right, never finished right, right. Cactus Rose. I mean, I, you know, as you know, I did the, I tried the 50 mile. <laughs> right. So what I did was, um, it's a 25 mile loop. So I didn't want to put clothing like in every drop area. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just like left all my, yeah, I just left all my change of clothes at the start finish area in every loop. Oh, that too. Change my yeah. socks, change my shoes or shirt or shorts or whatever, yeah. and then move on. Yeah. Uh, that's good... Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She, she's definitely right about the numbering. Like Rocky Raccoon, I would number uh, loop one. Here's my number one bag. So I pick it up. And because remember, I DNF the first time by time. So the hey. second time I, I had everything <laughs> like that labeled, numbered, and I wasn't going to linger. I was just going to pick up the bag, carry with me and eat on the way. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I worry about choking to death. <laughs> yeah. My main thing was just to get out of the aid station area moving down the trail even if i stopped down the trail to eat or you know put the pill in stop drink the water mm -hmm. at least i'm out already i'm on the yeah. move i remember you pushing me at when i was doing my 50 miler at wild hair you're like come on eat and walk you know at least and you're looking at me like buzz off <laughs> i'm like i don't know if i can do this without choking to death <laughs> but uh you know i had so I, put, I think I put jerky in my my drop bags when I tried cactus the first time, and um, and of course, as you know, I DNF because I fell down, <laughs> like oh. yeah, busted Ouch. open my knee. Yeah, stitches. <laughs> anyway, fun um, times. I I remember seeing uh, Hoel and and some of those guys when they were coming in from their first loop, and I'm just like, okay, here's my bib number. You guys are free to use any of my drop bag stuff because i'm not going to need it you know because then i was of course because i was waiting on everybody else to finish so i mean you know i was right. there you know for the duration so i remember who well coming back through and he's like you put the best stuff in your drop bag <laughs> and to this so day you're like hmm what does he have in here nice i know well i think he did he was like wow you got jerky you got like cookies you got chips you know it's like you got everything yeah and so i would get those little you know those little bags of chips from heb or whatever little yeah. four ounce little bags and just That's throw a different one in each one so you have something different yeah i think i did pb and j too and um i think i had a couple of coolers as i recall i mean i i have finished cactus i'm sorry i did finish the 25 mile once it took us 11 hours because uh i met up with this guy who had a headlamp had a second headlamp because i made the grim discovery that i was moving so slowly um Ooh, that i was light that I wasn't gonna have light and I was like oh god you know so I'm like all right this guy's moving and, and he had not run so funny oh, yeah, yeah, that's another time. thing that's another good point Donna 
if you're using a headlamp with batteries, like oh, yeah. batteries, put them in there. I literally put a set of four every drop bag. Yes, yes, that's a, that's a really good yeah, that's a good piece of advice. And um, then uh, for cactus, actually, like I've collected a few uh, headlamps over the years. Oh, I lost it. Well, let me go buy another one and found them all. <laughs> so I literally had, I think, in three eight stations, I had an extra headlamp. Like, oh, God, there. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, because you know it gets dark out there, and if you run out of light out there, you're toast. Yeah, that's that's not a good place to that's be. Not a place, a good place well, to I mean, fall out running there. in the dark is not fun anyway without a headlamp. So yeah, right, bad. But yeah, so but that was serendipitous that I met up with this guy. But he had not run more than five miles in like the last two years. I'm just like, Oof. oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> so, it turns out he's like some professor over in Houston somewhere, and hmm. um, I, and I've actually run. I ran into him at Bandera. Two years ago when Louisa broke her ankle and um because he he went past and I'm like hey Marshall what's up <laughs> yeah we finished and oh god it was like eight o'clock or something it was just ridiculous yeah but, but it's um, good you just have you're the just coolers have I think cool it's also good to, to or strategic to stick stick a couple of coolers or if you can afford five coolers that's great but if you can't um because I love a good cold coke when I'm you know out there in this crap you know um in fact that was like the race i did today that was the only other thing i i took was just like a little cup of coke and you know i mean i was doing a 10k so it's not got really needed a lot but um yeah i think it's important to do that and then you know yeah, i buy the i buy the i've been buying those little not the coke cans but the little 12 ounce plastic bottle cokes the little ones oh okay because it's just enough and mm -hmm. not too much and like you said and like I mentioned earlier, if you have a good ice chest, they'll keep the ice. Cold is better. Warm oh, yeah. is not good. No, <laughs> not for yeah. anything, I don't think. No, I mean, it's although it's weird because if you do end up doing, um, you know, cactus when it's you know, in the freezing temperatures, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it, it still it still helps, though. I mean, but yeah, when it gets hot, that, that race is such a crapshoot because it's like you just never know what the weather's going to be. Yeah, when you're, I tried the 50, it you guys had like a tropical storm park itself over oh, that damn place. That year, yeah. I was so glad I dropped. Because, <laughs> <laughs> was, well, the doctor at the hospital is just sort of like, no, you cannot go back out there. And I'm just sort of like, okay. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, it was like, this is stupid anyway. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I think a first aid kit is also kind of important to throw, uh, at least in your pack, if anything, you know. Yeah, I put one in my pack, just a little one for band-aids. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is like, and you hit on this before, is like, you just want to make sure, because you, you, you don't know what you're going to feel like. And so, in fact, my friends, when they go running with me and we, you know, bring around, you know, coolers and stuff, I mean, I've got watermelon, I've got grapefruit, I've got chips and cookies and you know you name it and they're all like man i'm gonna just keep running with you you've got everything i'm like I don't, I don't know what i'm gonna feel like and and so i, I like um that seltzer water too that's um well i love topo chico but um but i've been drinking that um flavored seltzer water a lot oh. lately you know uh heb makes some it's it it's, doesn't have any sugar or calories or anything but it man even if it's warm i will drink that stuff it is so mm. good and it's yeah, very so refreshing it's, it's, yeah it's whatever you like that's what you put yeah. in there so yeah i mean i think that those are the kind of the big things but yeah definitely don't forget to bring socks extra socks and maybe extra shoes and for the love of god do not bring a brand new pair of shoes 
<laughs> I made that mistake uh, at my first 50K. And uh, yeah, and then I ended up doing my, ugh, I think I switched out of my old shoes and then I went into the new ones and then those didn't feel so good. And so I went back to my old ones, which were really beat up. <laughs> Ooh, my feet were hurting, but. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same. Yeah, you gotta, all that stuff is by by training, right? And whatever you train, yeah. whatever you do in your training, it's, it's cliche, but it's true. Oh, yeah. If you're used to certain things, uh, test them out while you're training. Don't test them out at the race. No, <laughs> no. That's a big no-no. Yeah, well, and that goes with clothing and, yeah. Mm -hmm. and Anything. Yeah, really. It's because it's just, ugh. Um, and I think also maybe bring portable chargers too. If you, you know, have a, have a watch or, you know, your phone or something that, you know, especially if you're doing a hundred, I mean, I just like, you know, the, well, and then my watch also, cause I think my watch tends to die after about 13 hours. So it's about the same for, yeah. Cause I think when I've done my 50 milers, because it takes me forever um it takes me about 14 hours or so um yeah my watch usually dies around the part around the time where i'm feeling like i'm dying um <laughs> but yeah so i mean i think it's just important to you know you know again label put things in those big clear bags so, you can see it yeah so um drop bags or drop areas versus what you have at your start line area yeah so what I've been doing for my hundreds for the start line area, right? Your your for opening set, I have a little one of those pull wagons, right, from Academy. Oh, yeah, Hills. that's right. And then I put, you know, the extra clothes, extra shoes, all that stuff in there. Uh, so that's like my aid station, my main aid station. Yeah. Especially if it's like twenty-five or twenty mm -hmm. mile loop, because you know you're coming back three, four, or five times. So that's going to be my main area. Yeah. Then of course out there on the out there in the wilderness you're not going to have that much at each place so it's going to be a little ice chest a little stuff mm -hmm. so it's just enough to rejuvenate you yeah now if you're in a big loop like if you do bandera 50k that's what i was thinking one about. loop is 31 miles so yeah halfway like equestrian yes. you're going to have like another place where you're going to have like a bigger setup yeah, maybe another pair of tights or extra yeah, socks or shoes. Or, or, or you're going to drop off your jacket or pick up a jacket and, you know, that's going to be your your main. Yeah. Your main yeah. area. It, it really depends on how many loops your race is. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah is only like four, four and a half to four five miles up yeah. from the start line. So it's going to be a little bitty ice chest because you should be well hydrated because you just you just took off right from the right. Loop, which you probably right. already drank. So that's just a little bitty thing just to refresh your water bottles. Boom, boom, boom. Little snack. Move along. Yeah. So, so you might have different setup each each station depending on the race. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, all right. Any other wisdom <laughs> you'd like to share? Uh, don't do it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> don't do a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've noticed I've I've not aspired for that. Uh, I, I've I've kind of put that on. <laughs> The, uh, no, the, it's all just, out in the shed. <laughs> it's all fun. Have fun out there. You know, try your best to get used to your food and stuff in your training runs, so you don't not having to try something new at the race. Yeah, and just uh, overpack. Like, I mean, really, I would say at least two nights before you should already be separating your stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If you wait till like we have to travel 
And if you wait till the night that you're going to, the night before the race, and you're going to start separating stuff there. Bad at the idea. Uh, yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> Try that you forget stuff or you forget a marker or something's off. You don't have, yeah, get it done at home if you can. And then just pack it up and hit the road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I, yeah, I mean, I'm really anal retentive about that kind of stuff. <laughs> like two days or something. Yeah, beforehand, I'm doing it. Um, and I, I also recommend putting in a little something like a little treat, um, you know, just something like a little surprise for yourself. You're like, oh, wow, I've got, I don't even know what I put in there, but, you know, hmm. maybe, maybe a powdered donut or something. <laughs> I, I love donuts. Yeah, it's just sort of, I don't know. I just sort of like to treat myself pamper myself i guess as much as i can um, if if no one else is there to <laughs> feed uh -huh. me <laughs> or give me yeah. ramen with uh you know potatoes damn it i love that stuff well yeah if you can do a a, a race with aid stations because i'll have that there yeah yeah Texas is unique that you you know kind of kind of counting on yourself but like rocky well, raccoon or any of those other ones yeah, they that run for you. <laughs> Brazos Ben's a great hundred to start with. Yeah. It's uh relatively flat. Very flat. Um, and I say relatively because it's you know, it's it's well, you got that gravel color. and there's some stuff in there that's a little hard on your feet. Yeah. But, but it's it's really, really doable for a first time hundred, and the eight stations are fabulous. Um, I mean you can leave drops, but you really just need the aid stations, I think, out there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My microphone is starting to set up, starting to fall apart. Nice. <laughs> I do have a little bit of tape on it. <laughs> hey, tape is good. Oh, God. All right, Hundo. Well, this is great. Um, thank you so much. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, oh, I think that's that's it. I mean, we kind of beat this to death. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, what's well, a good? And I think we'll it's keep, also important to practice. You know, your when you're doing your long runs and stuff is to you know keep a cooler in your car with a lot of the same stuff and um, you know see what works. Yeah, like one of the things is the like I would say is the big no no. Like you practice with, let's say you practice with hammer heat or something <sighs> all the time, uh, and that might be your thing. But then you go to the race and they don't have hammer heat; they have tailwind. Right you may not agree you know that might not work at all for you so if you're really specific on a certain type of gel or drink you're better off taking that with you yeah exactly and not, and not depending on on what the race is going to have that that's happened before yeah, yeah. well I'm, yeah and as aid station person i've i've seen people you know they were like well i've never you have gatorade i'm like no well we got this tailwind stuff and then they're like okay and i'm like Ooh, you know and I, you know, often tell them to kind of dilute it a little bit because we mix it full strength. And, you know, you, if you're not familiar with that stuff, it may mess with your stomach. I know it's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not used to it, it's. Yeah. Well, I had a guy one time and all he did, I guess he was paying too much attention to their marketing stuff, but he did, um, I think it was the J and J race, you know, like the hundred K maybe. And he did nothing but tailwind and his hands were swollen up like, you know, God knows oh, yeah. what. And I'm like, okay, you need to start drinking some water too, buddy, because you can't just drink that and no water, you know? So <laughs> yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah, and it's, another it's, better drinking, it's better drinking more uh, water and, and whatever yeah. electrolyte uh, that you're going to use. Like 
by a lot more than you think mm -hmm. because you don't drink enough and you know 10 12 miles down the road you're behind already and then it's real oh, yeah. hard to to kind of get your balance back yes as as i know from pacing a couple of times who <laughs> yeah no, no get, get pacing that, that should be a topic we should talk about sometime that's fun um <laughs> but pacing. what else we got we got some other topics too well we, we can we talk do, about yes. injuries and, yeah injuries nice i want to talk about yeah um, don't, don't worry. I've, I've got all kinds of ideas, got all kind of stuff to talk yeah, about. No, I, and like I say, I, I look forward to these. I just, you know, I know that my schedule is a little different from yours. So I'm kind of dependent on when you can do this and I'm glad. You yeah, we get busy. I know. Well, and mine's kind of here and there, but Mondays are always kind of rough for me because I have two whole classes, two whole classes. <laughs> Ooh. I know, but it's, anyway it's just a it's a different sort of thing yeah. but uh, anyway all right well i'm going to quit recording um all right well i hope you guys enjoyed that um bit of intel uh hopefully you maybe learned something from that or and if you have other ideas about what to do with your drop bags um please feel free to email me um or contact me through the um anchor website and um or through Facebook, it's fine. Um, Cause I'd love to hear from more experienced people about, you know, what you do. Um, again, I've got fairly limited experience with drop bags. Um, Orly is a lot better at this, but I know there's probably a few of you out there who have been through this a lot and um, may have even better ideas about, you know, how to tackle that um, situation. So anyway, uh, hopefully that will help you guys. Um, Anyway, uh, so yesterday, Saturday, I um, did the Texas two-way torture test. Um, my friend Maria and I um, ended up finding each other together uh, at this place. And um, she was feeling pretty good yesterday. And I mean, I was feeling okay. I mean, I, to be honest, I hadn't even run most of the week because I was just kind of like, I flipped my training weeks around and I had a heavier week last week and decided to make this past week, the lighter one. And then I'm going to pick it up again this week. But, um, so I hadn't really run. I mean, I'd done some cycling and weights and other jazz, but I, uh, <laughs> I thought, cause I've done this thing a few times and you know, my time over the, you know, the last few years, it just seems to get worse and worse. And so I'm just like, I'm going to race this sucker. Well, that was not going to happen. Um, it was incredibly humid. It's, I mean, I know when we started, it was like 76, maybe 78 degrees. And this was 8 AM, which is a really late time to start a race. In my opinion, um, this is held up at a, um, uh, a ranch, uh, outside of Blanco, Texas, kind of between Blanco and, uh, Johnson city. It's got this lighthouse and a winery and some, um, houses that you can rent, you know, for the weekend and there's cows and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's, I mean, it's very beautiful, but it's, it's kind of, it's not a technical trail per se, but I have to say yesterday felt pretty technical. Um, it's mainly like Jeep roads, you know, so it's just kind of like these flattish things that, but there's some pretty decent climbs. I mean, I was like, Whoa, I don't remember this. Um, so suffice it to say, I, um, was, you know, I bade Maria farewell as she charged on ahead of me. I'm like, do it, you know? 
because she was feeling good and, you know, I didn't want to compromise her race. And so I was just kind of back being the caboose chugging along and, uh, kind of caught up with these two women from Wimberley and, um, their husbands were running in the opposite direction. The thing about this race is that you run, uh, you could be part of a team or you can just do solo, which is what me and Maria did. But, uh, if you do in a team, one member goes in one direction, the other goes in the other, and then you guys all kind of finish at the same time, allegedly. Um, so, Anyway, these women were, they had a really steady, like almost hypnotic pace. It was pretty amazing. And um, I hung with them. They're, they invited me to hang with them. And I did for a while. And I came to find out that it was like my walking, my hiking pace was faster than their running pace. And I was just like, ooh. And I was still feeling pretty good. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to just kind of keep moving ahead. And so... I uh, got ahead, you know, probably about a mile and a half of them and um, everything was going pretty well. And then right at the five mile mark, oh my God, I don't know, it was just like the heat, the sun, there's no shade at this place. Okay. So it is just really exposed. And um, the sun was just, you know, scorched earth. I mean, I think last year the weather was really nice and um, it wasn't as, you know, sunny and it was a little cloudy. And so it was kind of okay. Um, but this year it was just like, Oh, and I don't know, for some reason I brought um, that um, liquid IV stuff with me in one of my um, bottles, but I swear I couldn't taste it. I just couldn't taste the electrolytes in it. And so I was like, Oh boy. And so I don't know if I accidentally just put two bottles of water in my pack and then that was that because I was kind of hurting by mile five. Well, then before that, though, right at that mark, my foot hit a rock and I slid, landed hard on my left side and, you know, scraped the crap out of my left hip and, you know, got some pretty decent road rash. And there's this woman coming in the opposite direction. And I'm like, of course, Donna, the, you know, improv comedian <laughs> or would be, uh, I'm like, I did that just for you. And she's like, Oh, I mean, you know, she was like totally buying into my jokes. So like, All right. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, just embarrassed. <laughs> so I dusted myself off and just kept at it. But, Oh my God, I don't know what happened, but I just, and then the, uh, the two ladies, they, I don't know, they were, they must've been feeling really good. Cause I was not, I, um, I took a gel. I didn't eat breakfast. I had a goo campfire s'mores gel before I started. Oh, let me tell you, that is probably the best ever. And I, um, and so around the five mile mark, I decided that I would do another gel. And the only other thing I had left was this salted watermelon one. Oh God, that was nasty. And I could barely get through it. And I was just like, I know I need this. I know I need this, but Oh, it was disgusting. And so I did what I could, but I just was not feeling great, you know, for the final five miles. I was, you know, trying to run, walk, you know, at some point I was just like counting, you know, I was like, you know, counting 30 seconds or counting 30 steps or something, you know, to run and then walking, you know, for one minute. And, you know, that somehow got me mentally through most of the last part of the race. And, um, and then I'm about three quarters of a mile from the end and the, uh, this pickup truck pulls up next to me and like, I think it was the race director. And he's like, did you get lost? Are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm just slow. 
<laughs> One of the problems with this race is that everybody that does it is really fast. And so it's not like your common race that I'm used to, you know, where, you know, where I kind of fall in the middle or the lower third and not like, you know, the slow guy, you know, completely at the end. But, um, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. You know, he's like, I got ice. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I just want to finish, you know? And, uh, I mean, I was just power hiking at this point. And, um, so I'm starting down this trail toward the end. And this, uh, woman calls out to me, ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. I love that. And, uh, she's like, can I walk with you to the end? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course. You know, I thought, God, thank God, you know, we can DFL together, you know? <laughs> So, uh, turns out she was signed up for the five mile or five and a half mile race and got turned around and ended up doing seven miles. And I think I picked up by the race director. And so she probably ended up with eight altogether. And, uh, but her name was, um, Casey, I think. And she's from, um, St. Hedwig, which is kind of this little country town, uh, off of I-10, uh, east of where I live. And, uh, anyway, she was really super nice and we were just walking together, but I was just like, all I wanted to do at that point, I mean, like a half mile from the finish, all I wanted to do was to sit down because it was so hot. I was so dehydrated. I just felt so nauseous, <laughs> but I was like, all right, I got to get this damn thing done. You know? So I, you know, we marched our way to the finish line and whatnot. And I saw Maria and, uh, I'm like, I have to sit down. And so I found, you know, a piece of a picnic table to sit on. And, and then she's like, well, would you like some cold water? And I'm like, all right, let's get up. We'll go get some cold water and walk toward the car. And our plan was to have lunch at um, the Redbud Cafe in Blanco, which is just this delightful place that in this little town. And I love Blanco. It's, it's one of my favorite little towns in Texas. But anyway, she wasn't feeling that hot. I was feeling horrible. And cause she was dehydrated. She said she walked the last three miles and I, I think she only finished like eight minutes ahead of me. So I was like, Whoa. Um, so I had a couple of little Dixie cups full of water and cold water. And, uh, so we started, you know, slogging our way back to the car, which is like a mile or so, you know, to the car. And, all of a sudden my stomach was just, my brain and my stomach were like, Ooh, this isn't good. And so I'm like, okay, you go up the trail. I got to throw up. And so she started walking up the trail. Oh my God. Yeah. All the cold water came up like four times. Oh God, it was a mess. And I just, I just was horrified. You know, I just, I just did not feel good. And, um, she ended up having to drive me. Well, we, we ended up driving to a Sonic outside of Blanco and uh, got, you know, Cokes and stuff. And Cokes were like the magic elixir. And uh, and then we got to her place, which she lives outside of Bolverde, uh, which is kind of like midway between Johnson City and San Antonio. And, um, and then I drove home. But, yeah, I, we talked yesterday, and she wasn't feeling very good either. Neither of us could eat. Oh, it was just terrible. And I have not felt my ass kicked that badly at a race in ages. I mean, I know I threw up like that at wild hair, um, over a year ago and, or not quite a year ago. And, uh, it was because I drank the cold water, even though it was, it was like really hot that day. And I just remember like throwing up over by a fence. You know? <laughs> um, so I don't know what's going on, but it was, yeah, it, I was pretty much taken out 
most of the day um, yesterday. I was just like, ugh, I think I went to bed at 730 because it was just like, all right, I can't do anything. I mean, I picked up a um, poke bowl at um, HEB, had like a third of it, you know, did not touch the rice because I'm trying to do paleo and, uh, and then just went to bed. And I think I slept off and on for about 12 hours. <laughs> Today I tried to run was trying to run like four at Hardburger Park and it was just so damn hot by the time I started that it was, that my eyes were starting to bother me because the sweat was going to my eyes and my allergies were kicking up. I know, here we go. So I ended up with two. So anyway, that said, uh, yeah, so it's been an interesting time. Um, I'm not discouraged. I'm just a little sad this week. I think we're supposed to get our first front. This doesn't mean anything is going to be that exciting, but I think it's gonna be 102 on Tuesday. Jesus. Um, we haven't even had any of those days yet this year. And I'm like, great. You know, and then it's gonna be like in the eighties on Wednesday. So I have, I have a feeling I'll probably run pretty well on Wednesday. And yeah. And the far, I checked the farmer's almanac and they're like, well, you may not be out of the woods, you know, Texans, because you might get some, you know, freezing flakes. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm really hoping this is like more North Texas and not us because you know, I feel like we live in mid-South Texas and we don't need snow and ice. Although I would say out of the four years I've lived here, we've probably had three years with that stuff. So I, know, I'm, I still have like some trauma related issues from last February. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Anyway, hope your week goes well. Uh, that's all I got for now. I'll see you next time.